So let me ask you something. Is it uh, is it odd that I'm wearing an Arkansas hoodie while recording an Illinois, Illinois Bowhunter podcast? Well, the Arkansas hoodie and the Arkansas hat, yeah. Yeah, it's a little odd, yeah. I get confused on what state we're in right now. Yeah, I'm trying to show a little love to the home state, you know. Well, you got to show love to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a place where the woods and the dirt path meet for that perfect outdoor experience where whitetails slip through tall oaks and turkeys gobble in the wind. It's not where the path leads you, but instead where you leave your trail. This is Illinois Bowhunter. So can I get you anything to make you comfortable? You want uh, a shot of bourbon, a a beer, a glass of wine, maybe a spritzer? Mm, Definitely no spritzer. Um, I'm not opposed to beer in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Beer and coffee. Beer and coffee. All right. Uh, so that's that's the voice of Mike Edgen um, joining the Illinois Bowhunter podcast today and hopefully many other days to come, right, man? Absolutely. 100%. So how's life treating you? Uh, so far, so good. We're uh, trying to get past all this COVID crap and move on with life the way it should be. Yeah. Any, uh, any issues with the family with the COVID crap? Uh, knock on wood to this point, no. So it's been pretty good. Yeah, I see there... My daughter did have to quarantine at one point, but that was just because somebody she was around at school, yeah, um, I guess had it, and so anybody that sat around that student had to yeah. quarantine for a couple of weeks. But. Yeah, my son had the same thing; he had to be quarantined, and then we asked, "Well, who was he around?" Because none of his other friends left, and they couldn't tell us because of HIPAA right. laws. So, right. So I don't know who was around my son, but someone was that had yeah. COVID. Yeah, we, not that it's anybody's business, we were able to figure it out through deductive reasoning, knowing yeah. which student was missing from what class and so <laughs> forth, but it didn't really matter. Um, today's a bittersweet day for me. Yeah? Yeah. So today would have been the day about, I don't know what time is it, so probably two hours or so ago, I would have hit the road for Indianapolis, Indiana to uh, attend the Archer Trade Association. Today's ATA day one. Nice. Would have been. Would have been. Yeah, that sucks. Um, usually the first day, you know, is Wednesday. The, sh- the floor opens up for the show Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But Wednesday you arrive, you get checked in, get your bags, get your badges, all this other sort of stuff. And then they have like a, a pre-pre-show. Have some like special deals on things. So you can meander around through that. And then that night they put on a concert. And, it's you know, we've seen various artists, usually country artists, at those concerts. Um, familiar with Hardy? The Rednecker, the new song? Yes. Yeah, so he played there last year. I think it was last year Hardy was there. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but we've, <laughs> we've seen a lot of different artists, and um, it's always a good time. And then uh, initially they said they were still going to have the show, but they were going to cut out all the extracurriculars, like the dinners. They have meals that they feed you and yeah. the concerts and Justin and I were kind of turned off by that because that's part of the experience for us. You know, we absolutely we go for the show and to see the products and the new things that are coming out during the year to get kind of that first look at it before they really hit the market. But you know, the the after hours concerts and meals <laughs> and the occasional beers. Um, that's nice. where the fun begins, right? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the real show. That's absolutely. The real show. So we were already hesitant about it, and then they ended up just pulling the plug on it anyway. So. Yeah. But the good news is, is we're recording Illinois Bowhunter Season 1, Episode 1. Absolutely. So what better day to do it than the first day of ATA? That's that's in uh, allude to all the negatives that have been in this world. At least we're getting something positive today out of it. Yeah, there's plenty of those. 
Um, update on the hunting season, man. You had, how's it going for you? I know you killed a buck earlier in the fall, right? Yeah. Um, I go up north every year, usually right start of the rut. I go up there for a weekend um, up in Crete, Illinois. And first day that we were out, actually second morning we were out there, I had a nice uh, pretty big 10-pointer come in, scored a little bit over 150. Not, you know, not, not massive, but decent enough to yeah. take for northern Illinois. So right. it was pretty exciting. I liked it. What county is that in? Whew, he is in, I want to say, it's right outside of Cook County. Oh. Yeah. It's not in Cook County. It's up in the God. uppies. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. It's up there. But, uh, yeah, had a couple, shot a couple doe, but that was the highlight so far. Yeah. Um, that was a bow kill, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. With you, my new bow. Yeah. Just got it this year, so. Awesome. Pretty excited. And you gun hunt, too, if I remember right. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I prefer bow, though. Yeah. I I used to gun hunt, and I, for whatever reason, I got away from it and just lost interest in it. It's yeah. all archery for me anymore, and I was telling our priest at the church that he was asking me how my shotgun season went, and I was explaining to him how I'd stopped shotgun hunting you know, half a dozen years ago. Um, but I kind of need to pick it back up, I guess, because, you know, I've got a, a daughter that's super interested in the outdoors and loves hunting and yeah. it's just another opportunity to get her out there. So absolutely. Maybe, uh, time to switch direction again and go back to the shotgun. Yeah. Well, that's how I got both the boys into it was they'd go sit with me, you know, for a, for a season or two shotgun because Bo, they just get bored out of their mind. You know, shotgun, it's exciting because they get the loud boom and yeah, sure. But that's how they both got into it. Now my oldest, he's worse than me when it comes to bow hunting i mean he's he's ate up with it it's good they could be doing worse things absolutely so my my buck experience um kind of stinks a little bit <clears throat> there's the property that i hunt on well i have a few different properties but the one that we're recording from here um the the surrounding properties around me they they've got this theory that we only kill bucks and it doesn't matter if they're, uh, you know, a year old or if it just doesn't matter. It, yep. If it's got antlers on it, that's what they're dropping. And yep. I, I cannot convince them to let them grow so that we actually have some opportunities to hunt some nicer deer here. Absolutely. And uh, every once in a while, one will sneak through. And um, Elena and I, my daughter, we were keeping an eye on the trail cameras. And we had one that we were interested in. And um, kind of trying to monitor his his patterns a little bit and it ended up in an epic fail i uh <laughs> i get a text from a former co-worker of mine a uh, heron police officer here and he texts me and he said you you want a deer and i said i don't know i mean what, what you got and he said uh, somebody smoked a pretty good sized buck out in front of our property here <laughs> and i'm like oh no so i i drove down there to check it out and there lies the buck we were watching nice that we were so, yep. took the old hacksaw to the antlers. I didn't keep the deer, but um, it was too warm. Yeah. Uh, you know, just didn't. It's been pretty warm. At that, the time of night that I got there, there was no way to get it processed anywhere, and I would have had yeah. to have just packed it with ice, and it just wasn't worth Who knows how busted up it was, so it just wasn't worth the trouble. Nope. Um, so, we took the antlers and called it a day, but... <laughs> uh, so, that, that was kind of super disappointing, which segues into the weather. Yeah, um, that's been disappointing. I mean, Southern Illinois this year has yeah. 
been crazy. I mean, all fall, all winter. I, I wouldn't even call it mild. I would just call it straight up warm. Yeah, it has been. It's been exceptionally warm. You know, and so discouraging. And uh, I mean, what today is going to be what in the mid forties, probably. And yeah, supposed to be mid to upper forties today. I again. mean, we had some fall weather that was in the sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the very beginning of winter was well, in the fifties. No, absolutely. And just just talking about the weather. Last year, when I went up north to go hunting. I go the same weekend. It's always the first weekend of November, usually between like the 5th and the 9th, somewhere in there is the time I'm up there. Last year when I was up there, the day I shot, the day I shot a buck last year up there, it was 13 degrees or 14 degrees. This year when I shot that deer, it was like 44 degrees. So I mean, 20, 20 something degrees swing just in the one year, you know, same exact weekend, but you know, 20 degree weather swing out there too. Which has a, an impact on the rut. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, I, I, I watch the rut pretty tight here on this property because I'm here all the time. Or yeah. the other properties I hunt, I can't see as often. But, you know, it's it's not uncommon to see a good solid couple of weeks here where I'm watching bucks chasing does around all over the place out here. Yeah. And this year, I think I saw it for two or three days. Really? Where there was a solid chase going on. And the rest of the time, I would see bucks, but yeah. they didn't really seem too fired up. You know, I mean, it was, no. uh-uh. uh, I, I just didn't see that nose to the ground chase going on. I I didn't see that one time this year. I've been out quite a few days and I didn't see it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I heard a couple grunts, you know what I mean? During that time, but not like that normal where they come in and use the snouts down They're, you know, they don't yeah, care where you're at. They're oblivious to everything yep. around them. And they're moving all about the punani on the mine. <laughs> yeah. One thing we all have in common. <laughs> Well, we stay in rut full year, though. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, yeah, we don't have to wait on the fall. Yeah. My wife uh, wishes I was a deer so she could uh, <laughs> get away from it for seven months. Oh, boy. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, deer vision, their senses, the, you know, what what makes them do what they do to avoid predators and avoid hunters like you and I and many others. Um. You know, obviously, you know, camouflage play, plays a role in that. Setting up your blinds or your stands play a role in that. Yep. Um, I, I was doing some research for this show, and I was reading about the white-tailed deer and their perception depth. Um, and I'm going to try to use a big word here, but deer have dichromatic vision. Dichromatic vision. Dichromatic. That is a big word. Yeah, that's that's one of that's one of two. Just wait. <laughs> Very impressed. Um, basically, what what I, <laughs> my understanding of what that means is, is they see better in two D than three D. So we have three D perception. Okay. Where they don't. Um, but their eyes, as you know, are placed on the sides of their head, and where we look straight forward. Um, so with, with the eyes being on the side of their head, that allows them to see uh, multiple different directions. Uh, everything but behind them. Basically, they have a 300-degree vision. Um, nice. So they can see everything but what's behind them, but they only see it in 2D. Um, which, you know, it makes me think a lot of times when I'm watching them do their thing, how you know, they're constantly um, turning their heads, you know, mm-hmm. looking, yeah. trying to catch all of those angles. It, it, which their only blind spot is obviously behind them. But yeah. when I'm watching them maneuvering around, I see them crank their heads backwards quite a bit. Yep. Um, you know, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they also see colors differently than you and I do. Um, 
and one of the one of the articles I was reading talked about how good they can see blues and yellows, um, which reminded me of a story when I was growing up in Freeman Spur. There was a, a guy that shotgun hunted every year out there, and every time I would see him heading out, he had blue jeans on. <laughs> Never saw him coming back with an animal, but he was always going out wearing blue jeans. Um, but deer see blues, greens, and yellows really well, um, where orange, of course, doesn't they don't they yeah. you know orange looks more like a green to them which is why one of the reasons why in illinois you know in shotgun season anyway we have yeah. to wear orange gotta have your orange on yep well that i mean that absolutely makes 100 percent. that was a pretty big word pretty impressed with <laughs> it um <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's it like it's something that boggles my mind because i'll be up there and i mean i swear i'll like you know twitch my head to left or right mm-hmm. just the slightest bit you know just to look behind me and that sucker start blowing and take off and i'm like there ain't no way it's seen me ain't no way it's smelt me i'm it's opposite way of the wind you know i'm downwind of it but i mean it's mind-blowing yeah i i do odor control um probably overkill i'm i'm <laughs> very very cognizant of scent yeah and take every precaution that I can. And I, I've been busted before, and I, I'd sit there and think, "Man, what, what in the world?" Yeah, that's the worst. That's that the worst feeling. On, you know, trying to figure it out what. And I, I'm sitting twenty plus feet in the air. Sometimes, if I'm not on the ground blind, sitting up in the air, and I, I'll see that deer. What I feel like he's staring at, he or she is staring at me. Yeah, and I'm like, surely, and there's no way that there's no way they're smelling me. You know, no, and which which moves into the how they detect movement and just the the absolute most minimal movement they can pick up on. Yeah. Um, even if they're not looking right at you. Mm-hmm. And I've seen deer, and I, I didn't know that this is what they were doing, but I've seen deer as they were around me, they would start bobbing their head up and down a little bit. Uh, yeah, doing that like, weird little... I don't little... mean like a yo-yo, whoop, whoop, but just kind of raising yeah. their head up and down a little bit, looking at different angles. And what they're trying to do is they're taking those angles, moving their head down. They're trying to entice you to move is what they're trying to do, just to pick up that slightest movement. Yeah. Um, so it's it's crucial if you're in a stand to, if, if that deer puts his head down, a lot of times the hunter thinks, well, now that's where I stand up or yep. that's where I draw my bow. When in reality, that deer may be doing that because he's suspicious. He's yeah. caught some sort of movement. Yep. And he's dropping his head or she's dropping her head to see – if that movement continues, yeah, tail up, see you later. Um, I've been in plenty of uh, old uh, Mexican standoffs with some deer for <laughs> quite a while to where my arm was sore from holding the bow up for too long. Right. Um, another thing is noise. You know, I've, I've spent my entire life in the woods, and no matter what we do as human beings, we're going to make a ruckus getting from point A to point B in Absolutely. the woods. It's just what yep. it is. Yep. Um, Those leaves get crunchier. <laughs> and, and the sound that carries in the woods is insane to me. Um, I mean, I've been in place in the morning. I'm usually an evening hunter, but I've been in place in the mornings where the property to the south of me here, where I'll hear them coming in, and I'm thinking, man, what are the, the – are mm-hmm. they on horseback trying to get where they're going? I mean, it's, <laughs> and when I finally, if I catch a visual of them, it, just on foot like anybody else, but yeah. the sound that carries through the woods and wh- why that's crucial is the, the deer ability to hear that. Um, 
humans here, if I took my notes correctly, humans here at 20,000 hertz, we're deer here at 54,000 hertz. Good night. That ain't fair. So No, it's not fair. <laughs> so just short of triple our hearing. Wow. That's amazing. Which, which means from much further distance, they're going to be hearing us as we're sneaking in or out of the woods, right? Yep. So well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of squirrels that sound like uh, trains coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's amazing that their hearing would be that that strong. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it's, you think it's sometimes in the woods, especially wintertime, everyone's always got colds, you know, sniffles or whatever, and you get that little cough out. I mean, if their hearing's mm-hmm. that powerful, they don't have to be. Just the slightest clearing yep, of the throat. They ain't got to be close at all. Right. You know, which would alter their path as they're moving wherever mm-hmm. they're heading, you know. Um, you know, deer, white-tailed deer anyway, um, are are more active in the morning and in the evening. And I've always been told and in, in throughout my life that that's, you know, feeding patterns, bedding patterns is what's led to that. And I was watching... Uh, a video from Whitetail Institute. And here's here comes the next big word. Ready for this one? <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Uh, crep- <laughs> I had it down earlier. <laughs> Crepuscular. And that's why they're the most active during those two time periods, dawn and dusk. And the reason being is that's when they see the best. Um, they're very good at seeing in low light conditions. Really? Yeah, and that's why they're the most active during those two time periods, because they're crepuscular. Nice word. I never knew that. I, no. I always I always just thought those patterns of movement are... Just know, a bedtime, bedtime daytime, feeding time, time yeah. right. Yeah, um, but it makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's where their best vision is. And I, I've often wondered, you know, in the morning time, you're usually coming in pretty early, um, you know, well before daylight, but... In, in my evening hunts, I've, I try to, if I've got deer around me, which I oftentimes do, or a bunch of does playing around or doing yeah. whatever they're doing, milling around, I sit there and I sit there and I sit there trying <laughs> to wait for them to pass on so yeah. I can get down and come in. But occasionally I get caught and, man, I mean, just all cameled up, they still see that movement. They may not know it's me. They may not yeah. know it's a human being, exactly. but they see that movement. Moving Something the, right, moving along the trees, and yeah. they're locked on, and that's that's where their vision is best. That's that's once again unfair, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the best time. That's my favorite. The last fifteen minutes and the first fifteen minutes to start; those are my those are my two favorite times. I always tell my kids they're always my youngest will be, Dad, I'm ready to go in. It's almost dark. I said this is the best time. You need to sit down and relax because yeah. this is when it's going to get real. But uh, he's a little fidgeter, so. Well, these whitetail are amazing. Um, you know, that's the reason why they've been able to survive as a species for since yeah. the beginning of time, and the and continue to populate. Super keen senses, and yeah, you know, I've had I've had non hunters tell me, you know, how fun can that be? Deer are everywhere. They're thinking yep. they're driving up and down the road. They <laughs> I see was just deer about everywhere. To say right? the same thing. Yep. Um, how do you all just sit in a tree and and? it's got to be the easiest thing ever. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Come on out with me and take a right. look. 
there's, there's a lot of things going on with odor control and, and minimal movement and their ability to just pick up on the yep. slightest thing. And sometimes you don't even know they're there. They've, they've caught something, whether it be yep. movement or an odor, and they've changed their path and mm-hmm. you didn't even know it. Yep. You know? Could have been a deer of a lifetime that picked up on something and... I'm sure I've had plenty of deer of lifetime that I've never seen. So, <laughs> right. So, what are your plans for the rest of the uh, bow hunting season? We've got uh, what is today the sixth, so we've got yeah, just shy of two weeks. Seventeenth, right? That weekend, seventeenth, eighteenth. Yeah, I think like is that. the last yeah. weekend. We'll go two weeks. I uh, actually, my boy gets out of school at one today. He wants to go out tonight because we haven't hunted together since before Christmas. So we're probably going to go out tonight just see if we can see some does and get some more freezer meat, but uh. I don't know, I'd like to go out this weekend again with the youngest because he's getting into bow season this year. He's got a bow, and he's been shooting it pretty decently. So How old's he? He's 11. Okay, my so, son's age, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's 11, so I want to get him out there. And we have, we've had two opportunities, and both he uh, he froze. <laughs> One time he had the release on backwards, so when I told him oh, to draw, no. he, uh, Dad, the release is on backwards. I said, Move the damn thing. <laughs> so he takes it, releases it, turns it around. By that time, that deer got behind a tree and started, you know, quartering away. And with him being in his first first gear of hunt, hunting, I don't want him taking any quartering shots and, you know, just wounding a deer. Right. I mean, if he can't kill it, I don't want him to, Need an ethical to kill, shoot right? it. Yeah. So both times we've had him within 10, 12 yards, and both times he uh, froze up a little bit. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to get him out one more time. How about you? What are the chances of him putting his release on backwards again, though? Uh, probably about a 98% chance. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't learn from the first mistake. Well, he, he may, but I think he just got all scattered brain. He got nervous. I mean, he was that, that, that when he first started, I heard the bogo off the rail when he was trying to pick it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause he was, I told him, I said, lay it down until it gets a little bit closer and I'll tell you when to turn it. So that deer is getting closer. I mean, it's walking straight at us. So it's staring at us the whole time and he's sitting there and he's, I'm like, don't move, don't move, don't move. And then I start hearing click, clink, 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 clink. And I'm looking at his hand, and his hand's going 240 holding that bow, oh, and it's yeah. bouncing off the rail. I'm like, Jimmy, lift it up a little bit. He lifts it up, and then it stopped making the noise. That deer got all the way there, turned, and that's when he realized the release was on backwards. So <laughs> hopefully he'll, uh, yeah, hopefully. I just, I don't have much faith. Do you, uh, are you hunting in a blind, or do you have him up in a stand with you? We were up in a stand. Two, two man. Yeah, we were up in yeah. a two man. Up, up, up at my, uh, the property we hunt up in Aiken. What about you for the rest of the year? Yeah, my my goal right now is, you know, my buck got smoked by a car, and um, <laughs> there's a couple other younger bucks out here that, uh, surprisingly, the, the neighboring properties didn't kill during the gun season. I'm <laughs> blown away by that, so we'll see what they look like next year, um, Yeah, you know, if they make it through the summer and so forth, but my goal right now is to get a doe for my daughter. She, she's got this crossbow that we're going to review here eventually, and... Um, shoots it pretty good and uh, go stick her in the blind and let her take down a doe and yeah um, and has then, she shot one yet no she has not she's oh, hunted good. with me several times um you know we didn't have that crossbow in the past yeah she's got a compound but she's never been able to draw the minimum weight in illinois up until actually this year she can yeah. now um <clears throat> so she she's gone with me numerous times but i i've been the hunter and she's been yeah. a spectator yep um you know, so this year I want to get her, get her one on the ground. And, Absolutely, um, she's a pretty good shot. So yeah, uh, let her get it done. And yeah, that's 
That's that's the to me that's bet. I mean that's better than me shooting a buck is watching oh, one yeah. of my kids shoot one. I saw my son. I was in a climber about twenty five yards away from Mikey when he first shot his, and uh, he. I mean, I was watching him. I'm watching him. He was in a stand. I was in a climber, and I'm watching him, and I'm I'm getting my heart's going 240. I mean, I was more nervous than if there was a you know 20 point buck coming in on me. <laughs> I'm watching him, and my heart's going 240. I'm like, oh god, don't blow this. I want to see this. I want to see this. And it, I heard that smack, and I was like, oh my god. And he turned around. I thought he was going to fall out of the stand. He's <laughs> fist bumping in the air. He's all excited, and I'm like, relax, relax, calm down, don't fall out. But I mean, that's to me, that's a better feeling than me shooting a buck, any deer you know, watching them do it. So I'm, I can't wait to see the little one get his yeah. first one. Cause that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Yep, yep. Absolutely. What it's about, you know, we, we got to carry the tradition, man, and get these kids away from these video games and 100%. get them out into the woods. Um, so what we got moving forward, we, uh, we've got some shows planned. We're going to try to do this weekly, right? Yep. Absolutely. We're going to feed a bunch of hunting nonsense at you. And, um, maybe as the, my thought process is, is maybe as the hunting season tails off, We'll do some more like product reviews and maybe Absolutely. even maybe even talk fishing because I'll be transitioning into fishing in the spring. Oof, yes, crappy uh, season coming up pretty you quick. You betcha. <laughs> so there's plenty to go on. We're going to talk uh, wild pigs. Yeah, next week maybe. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be a little story right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you had the opportunity to go on a hog hunt anywhere? I have not yet. Okay, I have not yet. We're. Uh, my buddy that comes down from Chicago, Todd, you know him. Mm, yeah. He's uh he's wanting to get a trip together where we all go somewhere for, you know, a weekend. So we're we're working on that right now, trying to get a trip together somewhere. Yeah, sweet. Um I, I am as well. Um we'll get into this on the next show, but um I went to Jacksboro, Texas, Justin and I and a couple other guys in twenty fourteen. He's got a friend that owns a ranch there. And I think he's since sold that ranch and bought one somewhere else in Texas. But um, we we hog hunted there for, I don't know, a handful of days, three days, something like that. Nice. Had a blast. I, I loved it. Yeah. And um, now we're trying to put one together again in February um, to take Elena this time yeah. and his daughter. Um, put them on some pigs and let them have fun. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Absolutely we will. And who knows, but you can be guaranteed there will be all kinds of bullshit spoken about hunting and uh, and most of it will be true. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. At least at least 75% of it will be true. Right. The other 25 will be complete bullshit. <laughs> right. I and mean, we're not going to tell you which is which. Yep. Nope. You'll have to figure that out on your own. But anyway, thanks for uh, listening to episode one, Illinois Bowhunter. Thank you. And uh, take your kid hunting and fishing, right? Absolutely. 100%. Get them out. Get away from the games. Get out there and have fun.